and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 23 of Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Thanks for joining us once again. We're hoping that you're all safe and healthy and happy and not going stir crazy. Um, Places are starting to open up, but we're still kind of trying to keep out of melee range as much as we can because, you know, things are still going on and we're hoping that uh, you're staying safe too. Um, Well, we've all been up to different things these last couple of weeks while we've enjoyed, questionably, our solitude. Pam, you've been finding something to entertain yourself with. What was that? Well, I'm trying to think of stuff to keep me occupied, as always. But I, the latest one that made me very happy is um, National... I think it's National Live Theater is what it's called. It's a YouTube channel that's eight, that you could stream Broadway shows. Ooh! And it's for free, so you don't have to pay anything. Nice. And you could watch it however many you got times you want and i like it you want to know why because i get to see benedict cumberbatch and tom hiddleston all i all day Mm. (laughs) awesome so what shows have you watched already um well i've actually watched a couple that i've already seen before um so benedict cumberbatch is in frankenstein and they him and his other his other uh, actor, I forgot his name, they switch roles between the monster and the doctor. So they kind of switch back and forth? Yeah, they or? switch they switch uh yeah, they switch back and forth. I only seen the one where uh Cumberbatch was the monster. I haven't seen the one when he played the doctor yet. Okay. And so and then I also saw uh how do you say it? How do you say it? Anyway, it had Tom Hiddleston. That's all that you needed to know. <laughs> was it um was it a Shakespeare play or uh, yes. Yeah, cuz I I think I saw something about that. I couldn't remember how to pronounce it either, but <laughs> oh, it's, I it's, it's, it's Tom Hiddleston. I'm like, "Oh, yes." Yeah, but I I think I saw a little bit about that and it's one that doesn't get performed very often if i recall no so no. but yeah oh that's cool what's 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 another one that you're looking forward to watching it's uh, oh i just looked it up it's Cor- coriolanus I'm yeah sure I'm butchering that it, sounds but right yes it's there i couldn't figure out how to pronounce it when i was looking at it either but sounds um, right to me yeah, I haven't looked at the other ones, but those are the two that I was like, yes. So <laughs> that's awesome. what I'll be doing. Yay, Broadway from the comfort of your own couch. Yes. And it's free. Nice. That's probably the best part of it. <laughs> so what Edwin... about you, Edwin? Yeah, Edwin, what have you been up to? <laughs> when I'm not working, I am playing video games. Uh, I just finished uh, Final Fantasy Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I gotta tell you, if you guys aren't playing it, play it, (laughs) because 
It is a wonderful, is it a lot of wonderful candy? game. The storyline. Um, okay. How long has it been? Has it been a week or two already? I don't know. You went through it really fast. I did go through it very fast. I don't want to give out spoilers, but let's just say you don't expect... Don't expect it to be the same as... Yeah, don't expect it. Don't... don't you'll be pleasantly surprised at the end. Alright, okay. so, so this this game, though it's a remake, there are some unexpected yeah. surprises. This is why they called it a remake and not a remastered. Right. I think. I guess that's how much I should say. So I'm done with that game, and now I am playing, because it was on sale on the PlayStation Store, I did buy uh, Last of Us... Uh, remastered. Even though I played it already, I played it. What was it like? Maybe two or three years ago. Probably sounds about right. Yeah, and the new one's coming out. Hopefully, hopefully. Fingers and we're crossed. gonna be we're gonna be talking about this later on in the show because I'm really really fed up about this. Hopefully, June. So middle of June. So we'll be hearing about it again when they announce if they're keeping to their schedule or delaying it. Yeah, I, I've got so much. I got so much to gripe about about that. But <laughs> I mean, everybody. I mean, everybody who's played, you know, the first Last of Us, or or even just like big fans of Naughty Dog, we're just waiting, and we've been waiting for a long time. So I'm on that, and I got to tell you, I thought I knew the story still, but. No, I mean, it's th things are starting to look a little bit more, you know, you know, it's like when you read a book, you know, and you read it a couple of times over and over again, you sort of catch little like, like nuances of the like, game. Like, yeah. so there's, there's subtle details that change the meaning of things that you saw yeah, before. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sort of seeing that, which is kind of nice. So it's sort of, I mean, it is the same game and. You know, you play through a Naughty Dog game once. You sort of just played it. But it's kind of nice to see, like, other things that I missed the first time around. So, that's what I've been doing. And <laughs> I'm probably going to run through this for at least, you know, another week or two. And hopefully I don't have much to <laughs> wait for the second one. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Rant over. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Angela? What's up? I've been playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. Like no surprise there. No <laughs> surprise there. Um, I think it would surprise people how much I've been playing. Um, and I've started playing in another game <laughs> on Wednesday. Um, this one, it's actually, uh, this one is actually streaming. And it's being hosted by um, Shambazzle Games on Twitter. He, he his handle is at Shambazzle Games, and he's got a website. Um, I think it's shambazzlegames.com. Does he have a Twitch account? Yeah, he's er, yeah, he does have a Twitch. I think that's also Shambazzle Games. Okay. But yeah, yeah, his his website. I'm looking at the website address right now. Is it is shambazzlegames.com. Shambazzle, S-H-A-M-B-A-Z-Z-L-E, games.com. Um, but yeah, he's he's hosting this one, and he's the DM. Um, he's 
actually running us through a uh, module that he got that's available on um, DM's Guild. Because he's, he's got his... He's actually got a pretty lively community going on. So he got some people in the Dungeons and Dragons community on Twitter and uh, got us together to play a game. I've I've been posting with him on on Twitter, but he grabbed some of us from Twitter and he put us together to play a game. So there's uh, me at Pleasant Doom. We've got at Just Drawn Radio at Dads and Dragons and at Chickenly Nerd. They're they're pretty all over the place in the Dungeons and Dragons community online. But we started playing a game and oh my gosh, it was a blast. Um you know, we we'd never directly interacted. We never actually seen each other's real faces before. Um it never held a conversation longer than a couple of tweets. But the characters so far are meshing really well, and uh, uh, Brad, Sham Basil, he's uh, he's doing a really good job at the DM, and since he's streaming, yeah, he can't fudge the dice rolls. Like he he was a little concerned about our players, but or uh, he was concerned about our characters at one point, but it turned out all right in the end. Uh, I won't be able to actually discuss that there because it is a game that he's streaming and I would hate for I would hate to spoil it if anybody out there is actually wanting to watch that but it, it got intense and it was a lot of fun and I had a blast so was that was that the first episode yeah Wednesday was was the first session of the game and it was streamed live um, and we're playing a module that I think is called Scourge of the Nightingale. Okay. Uh, we have a, oh, I can't remember if he's human or tiefling. I, I completely blanked when he was describing his character, but we've got a fellow who goes by the name of Muse. We've got a dwarf called Drogon, a tabaxi who is called Cloud, and my Kenku, who is called Glitterbomb. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it gets intense, and it was a lot of fun, but. So is this a weekly This thing? is, it's bi-weekly, so it's every other week on Wednesdays in the evening. It's six here. Oh, cool. It, it's six o'clock central, but seven Eastern five mountain or rockies time and four on the west coast i can't remember pacific time yes <laughs> i know my time zones hooray yeah so all right so cool. but yeah so if, if people want to catch it it's it's there otherwise you know if they want to send a uh, message to us and just find out what happened, they can email us at uh, dungeondiners at gmail.com. I'll be happy to send them a synopsis of what happened. But, um, oh. 
Connected to that, I actually have a thing I, I need to tell you. So, um, yeah, shut up and listen. That is the purpose of this meeting, ladies and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Okay, so one of the exciting things that's going on out there right now, I've mentioned that we were playing through a module, and that's, that's on the Dungeon Masters Guild, and... Right now on the Dungeon Masters Guild, um, and I'm, I'm touting this because I actually have friends who, who have published things on there, in the Dungeon Masters Guild, um, they are having a sale for, for the products that are advertised there, that are published there. But not only that, during the sale, they're calling the Play It Forward event, during the sale, 100% of the uh, profit of that is going to the creators directly. Like if all the proceeds are going directly to the creators rather than, you know, it's, it's at regular times, it's like a normal marketplace. The seller gets some, the pub, the creator gets some and, and they kind of share it because, you know, that's, that's how a marketplace works right now. They are not, the Dungeons Guild itself is not making any money because all of that is going to the creators and it is pretty exciting. I actually went shopping on it last night. I bought a couple of uh, player classes for myself, uh, some items, and I'm actually thinking I might go find some playable races to add to the collection. I've heard nice. that there's I've, I've heard that there's a uh, playable race of owlbears, which might be fun, but we'll have to see what it looks like. Hmm. But I, yeah, the, I, I will boost the name of one of the publishers on there because he's actually DMing one of the games that I play. Um, Ross Leister, I think is how you... Ross, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Sorry, boss. Um... But his name, his last name is spelled L-E-I-S-T-E-R. If you look him up on Dun on the Dungeon Masters Guild, um, he's got some fun playable classes that I highly recommend. He he had them pretty thoroughly place tested to make sure they're balanced. Um, so yeah, he's he's a good one to look at for for um. Sorry, I'm I'm trying to find the website. He's a he's a good one to look for if you're looking for for new playable classes because they are pretty dang creative. Um, and if you're wanting to get that expanded third party indie game content for Dungeons and Dragons Five E, the address to go to for that is dmsguild.com. Now, is this just for D&D, &D or is it for other role-playing games? This particular one is just for 5e. Okay. This, it's specific to 5e. However, they there is a connected site. Like, their sister site is um, drivethroughrpg.com. So they have, they have other things that they sell, like PDF versions of, of 
rules books and core system books for other systems. Um, I think they may have a PDF version for Dungeons and Dragons that they might have gotten licensed for. I'm not sure. But basically, if you're looking to play a different RPG system, you can get the playbooks and whatnot through DriveThruRPG. But if you want the expansions for the third priority expansions for Dungeons and Dragons 5e, you want to go to dmskilled.com. And like I said, right now, until May 17th, they're having that Play It Forward sale. So if you want to get something, the best time to get it is, like, right now. Cool, I'm going to have to check it out. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to try some of this stuff. I've got, I've got more shopping to do because I've heard of other things that I really, really want to check out. Uh, Let's use that stimulus check for good. <laughs> For geek, for the geeks, for geek, <laughs> for geek kind everywhere. <laughs> all right, but anyway, um, all right. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, I've gotten that out of my system. Mostly, uh, we actually have a serious talk at that topic that we want to talk about. So um I've I've got to ask you and uh, I'm hoping you'll tell me a thing. Is that really a thing? Hey, what you mean by that? Okay, so I know there have been issues about this and Pam you were encountering it earlier. Um what is with all this gatekeeping and toxic fandom? What is going on with that? Okay, well uh may May 4th, you know, May the 4th be with you, uh, just happened. Recently. And then there was the Revenge of the 6th. And then Revenge of the... F yes, well, that. Um, so I I took advantage of Disney Plus and I got to watch uh, Rise of Skywalker for the first time. Personally, it's on I Disney enjoyed Plus it. already? Yeah. Okay, I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I personally, me and Jeff enjoyed it. I think it was a good wrap-up of the Skywalker saga. It was, in my opinion, it was a lot better than the one before it. I forgot what it's called. Oh, you mean the chase, 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 and have this guy, this lady uh, tell you that everything's going to be okay and they get chased even more? And Luke Skywalker comes and saves the day? <laughs> yeah, that, that one. That. Yeah. that one I didn't enjoy. I didn't um, enjoy that one either. Yeah, it was a very painful pill to swallow for me. But anyway, um, so I wanted to express my my praise. I wanted to talk about it to the, uh, the geeky community about it. The thing is, it just seems like the Star Wars fans are very vocal. They're very obnoxious and loud, very opinionated. I get it. This is something that you guys are very passionate about. Like, wait, wait, when it what comes way? Huh? What, in what way? Here's... Um, yes? Uh, well, see, I've... One of the things I've seen coming out of the out of the fandom... Now, I don't think it's... I don't think it's the majority. I don't think it is the vast majority. I think it's just the noisy few. But, like, if you like a particular thing about the new ones, they will be all over you and declare you not a true fan. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I get this it. This is what I'm talking about. Like... That's that's essentially gatekeeping. 
So so it's basically if you like a certain thing about it that nobody else you need likes to know everything. You need to know everything you, about it. You need to and know you can't make no mistakes or else you will it's like a witch hunt. Oh, you're a fake. That's like the that's person. like the thing that that's the thing that that we as nerds get called on. Called it, called out on. It All just the... seems like it is so bad with the Star Wars fandom. And I don't know if it's because the Star Wars is like uh, the hottest item out there. It could, could be. be. I don't this... know if they're the loudest. I Like, the loudest to me... I think the loudest to me are the Star I Trek mean, people. I don't know about other fandoms, but... Um, like, Star Wars is really bad to the point where actors and actresses are facing threats because oh. of something that they didn't do. They were just following instructions. They were just acting. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they just get lashed out about it. Like, how dare your <laughs> character do this? Like, I didn't, I didn't write that character's decisions. Yeah. So I, I could be wrong, but it just seems that Star Wars fans think, are so loud. I think there's like two different issues there. One issue is the people who 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 knows a lot of things and that they insist that if you don't know it you're not a true fan, whereas the people who have you know, I guess you could say the reality's mixed up. And I think that's where the toxicity comes in. Yeah. It's 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 I, both of them are wrong in my opinion yeah it and and i don't know about you but if i was a fan and i met someone who was also a fan but you know probably they weren't as knowledgeable or they were just getting into it i would encourage them and say like oh you better watch out for that one episode of doctor who that is my favorite one do not blink and and leave keep the lights on just whatever you do watch that with the lights on if you have if you have a significant other, make sure that you watch it for this episode because it gets really sad. Yeah, it, that's that's where I I think real fans are is like if they're really really passionate and they want to share it, but these these gatekeeping fans and the toxic fans, they're like they're like how dare you not know every little thing about it? Get out of the fandom, you noob. Because I I we have a friend. Uh, we have a friend that is a big Star Trek fan who married a Star Wars fan. Poor husband's trying to get this Star Trek fan to, to watch it, and she just can't get into it. She's, she's not keen on the space opera. Yeah. And, well, and, and you know what? That's totally fine. I'm having trouble getting yeah. into Star Trek. I think, I think a good example is between Angela and I. Because there's a lot okay. of things that Angela likes, right? Mm. That I'm just not really that keen on. And right? I, I will go on about them for and days. She'll go on it. I will listen. And I will say, you know. And... He will encourage my passion for the things yeah. I'm a fan of. Yeah. Because I think but... that's good. And that's totally healthy. I yeah. mean, we are not. I'm not. Whenever we geek out, we don't. Tr we're not trying to convert you into our fandom. And not necessarily. That's the thing. But that's but what the, I think is is the is the key there. Is that the, yeah? Is conversion. It 
It's just that we are very passionate, and we're sorry that we scare you. Yeah. But yeah. and it, we'll, yeah, we'll 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 get very passionate, and we will encourage you to to yeah. join in our passion. But it's, but you know, beyond you, forcing you to watch maybe one episode or like, hey, you want to borrow the book? No, 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 that's okay. Beyond like, that, like, it's, it's we won't push that on you. Like, no one, no one else I know is into Vocaloid as much as I was. Because you guys were like, you guys were like, this is so cool. But here I am just playing, and you guys let me play. I, yeah. You guys know that I enjoy it, even though you guys don't get it. It's okay. Remember, you guys let me enjoy it. Remember the first episode of this podcast? We were talking about Vocaloid. Yes. With Hatsune Miku. I tried it. Yes. I actually tried playing it because we had it on our yeah. PlayStation 4. Yeah, and right? I, I have the games. I do enjoy the games, but I'm yeah, not, I'm not just, as crazy passionate about it as you are i don't think <laughs> and you know we all enjoy dungeons and dragons but i don't think i i think i may have taken that a little further over the top than you guys oh yeah i i think the only thing that i am asking i'm not telling you to not just respect other people yeah. and i i think that's where the gatekeep i get i think that's yeah. where the gatekeeping and the toxic communities are going wrong is they're not respecting each other and you know it could be that the noisiest among them could need some help and not realize it well i will say this i will say this much about about gatekeeping is that number one the i guess this might be a generalization but but the the introverted social awkwardness of most people who are who geek out about who are very passionate about things, right? Mm-hmm. It's their outlet to be this social, like, right. version of themselves. Right. But when, I think, when they encounter somebody who who aren't as passionate or as non, you know, like, not, like, not nearly as interested as the, the person, right? They sort of like shut down and go, you know, back to. There's almost like they're afraid to go back to themselves, almost, you know. And I think that's why internet, the internet, gives them that sort of. It's that that the that platform border, but social aspect. They have that that like border, you know. That's the internet, and they can voice their opinions in a semi-anonymous way. And that's but yeah, it's. But when when they be when when they're on there and doing gate and doing the gatekeeping behavior, the toxic behavior in in fandoms, those I think a lot of it comes from underlying mental health issues and, yeah. and you know I think a lot of it is like they are they're constantly on the internet waiting for someone to be wrong about their fandom so they can so they can show that they are the bigger yeah. fan. And they sh- and these noobs should bow down <laughs> to them and 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 be in awe of their knowledge. Right. I I think it's it's not a healthy behavior. It's I mean I'm, like obsession, obsessive yeah. behavior. We can't pretend to be you know therapists or psychiatrists or what have you, <laughs> right? In no. this in this podcast, but I mean but, this is just my opinion. But 
I don't know if even that's like a like a mental health issue, be, like like in such a in such a way. I mean, who isn't competitive? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like who? <laughs> even though I mean I mean even though, you know, we don't think ourselves as a competitive. There are certain times, you know, somewhere in our lives and certain situations that we 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 tend to get, you know, we 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 bring out a somewhat characteristic of being competitive. Yeah. Right. Not not as explicit as as other people, but you know, like 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 if you went to a Hatsune Miku like like competition, <laughs> right? Wouldn't you be competitive? I guess so. Yeah. But so, it, I guess I guess it's also a degree of competitiveness. Yeah. Too. Exactly. Yeah. So it. I think so it's, yeah, it's 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 not a healthy behavior, and there may be underlying health issues. So it, could be or underlying mental health issues like it it could be that it could be just um a lack of of thorough understanding of social interaction in some cases yeah i just i, I just... think i think i think an underlying issue is yeah needs to be addressed I so think. yeah it and you know if if you're finding someone being toxic it's better to just kind of mute them and walk on by you know yeah mute them and and it is and that's yeah just have to step away from yeah from whatever that is and i mean you know like i would probably yeah. say most of my friends are socially awkward yeah but when you take them out of that like sort of like introvertness that they have Get them know, comfortable and they open up. Get them up. comfortable and they open up and they open up in such a big way. They can, it's almost yeah, like they get unbearable, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it might be that. I mean, it just could be right. just that it's their personality. They're, you know, they don't know how to handle themselves in, in search of, in, in, you know, in, a, in Once, that space. Yeah, like they, they, they found a safe place or, or a place that, it might not be a safe place, but it's a place where they feel secure and if it it may not be a healthy kind of secure, but they feel secure that, you know, they they're anonymous. It's nobody's going to come back and 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 get after them. They don't have any, or or in in actual public interactions, it could be like, hey, I'm never going to see these people again. I can show that I'm the bigger nerd. And I just want to reiterate that I'm not calling out that all Star Wars fans are like this. No, like I said, Definitely I, I not. think I think the vast majority are just happy to share in the in the geekery. And I I really think it is just the noisy few. It's 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 like it, anything, like the the whole you the noisier they are, the more they seem. The, the, the bigger their numbers seem, but it, it could it could just yeah. be a very small number. They're just all over the place. You know, it just this have this conversation just reminds me of like when after the original series episodes four, five, and six came out, right? Mm. And then in nineteen ninety nine or eight, I'm not quite, quite sure anymore. Um, Phantom Mess came out. Episode one. Episode one, right? right. Two mm -hmm. and three consecutively. The kids who were exposed to one, two, and three, and they also watched four, five, and six, right? 
totally right. different age group. Right. They, they, um, they did not, I mean, they liked episode one, two, and three more than they did four, five, and six. Right? Yes. It's almost like that. And you have fans going, it's like, well, Phantom Menace just sucked. You know? And the, you know, in the, in the non, like, in the, the in the sequence who... of, you know, the non-official sequence of things, you know, they completely skip, you know, Phantom Menace. But there's people who like that. And most of the people that likes the first, one, you know, one, two, and three are younger than the people who grew up with four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But do you have the gatekeepers? So it's almost like it just, I don't know. <laughs> it just makes me feel like, like it's. You know what? To each his own. You know, mm-hmm, step away right. from. And, and every and every fandom has has this this toxic uh, the the gatekeeping and everything. So not so no fandom is safe from this. But I think it's just I think it's just important to say that just because someone is a, a group a group of people is loud, doesn't represent the whole fandom. Yeah, and and if you go to conventions, the vast majority of the people at conventions are incredibly welcoming and just happy to share their passion for what they like. They they they're at conventions there's there's things set up for pretty much everyone. If you have social issues, fine, there's there's quiet rooms for you so you can take a break from the social interaction. You have you have other anxieties. They've got services set up for you. You've got uh um non-conventional identities they've got something set up for you it's it's a overall the geek community is very welcoming and the gatekeepers are just the noisy few who you probably won't actually see there you go to the conventions and that's where you'll find the people you want to talk to on the internet yeah yeah on the internet it's the internet so that's all I gotta let, say about that. So lesson learned. Yeah. Let let the trumpets toot their to- toot their horn. Just plug your ears and move along. Just enjoy it. Let's let's move on to something a little sweeter, shall we? Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common. And that is the serving of food. It's still fresh. But I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay, Pam, you had us go out and make a purchase so we could all try these together from our different locations. What in the world is this? It is carrot cake Oreos. Carrot cake Oreos. Carrot cake... I'm kind of scared to... I'm trying to. I'm kind of scared to try this because shocker, I I'm not a big fan of carrot cake. Which makes it even more shocking that you actually wanted the, wanted us all to try this. See, I don't even know if I am a big fan of carrot cake because Angela made I, carrot I cake last made... week we and are... it was huge, and I glicked out real quick. You glicked out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That is, I think that might be an internal term. Yeah, that 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 is a term that we take a second one because Can... I know you're gonna want a second one. Alright. That's glicking is our term you know that feeling when something is really, really rich? Ugh. 
Yeah. Like, these have a very strong smell. Anyway, yeah. you know, you know that feeling? you're eating something really, really rich and you you're enjoying it a lot, but you suddenly get that feeling like I cannot take another bite of this or I will gag. Uh yeah, I opened the bag and grabbed a couple Oreos and poof, just a woof of what was that? Just yeah. hit my nose, nostrils. Yeah, but anyway, okay. that 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 feeling, that feeling where you like you're enjoying something, but you feel like if you eat any more, you're going to gag because it is so rich. We call that glicking out. Like, you you glick and you're oh. out. You glick out. So it is it is it a good glicking it's or a bad a good glicking? Thing. Glick, it's, it's not a good thing. Glicking is not, un, okay. it's it's an unpleasant experience at the end of something yeah. delicious. I'm so sorry that I'm doing this to you. Then. No, it, that this is just really, really strong aroma, and I may have made my carrot cake a little too sweet and a it, little too much frosting. Yeah, you put frosting in the middle, you put frosting on top, on the on side, and you <laughs> cut it in wedges. She went frosty happy. <laughs> I used a lot. I I did use a lot of frosting. Like, I had to use frosting to keep it together. It was definitely not diabetic friendly. I, I had to use frosting to keep it together because it was so crumbly. It would it would put it, was, it would put a it would put an elephant in a coma. So it looks like the carrot cake flavoring is actually the cookie itself. That's what the, it looks like. Yeah. Is it, this isn't cream cheese frosting. That that is cream cheese frosting. Cream cheese, cream frosting, cheese yes. frosting flavored cream. Okay. All right. Are you ready? All right, here we go. First, bite is, first cookie is going to be... Let's, what, let's just... stand away from the mics. <laughs> oh. Are you getting the texture? The texture is different from a normal Oreo. What did I just crunch into that was not that was more than cookie is that actual carrot stuff i hope not <laughs> i don't know oh i don't like Ooh, yeah i don't like that it's okay. harder it's harder than a normal oreo cookie the the cookie itself is a little bit harder okay here's the thing i'm noticing oh it's it's not a real strong carrot cake flavor is the smell of it that's more intense than the flavor yeah, yeah. i guess i it's... guess for me i don't like the texture immediately when i when i was chewing it i'm like something's off you know if i lost my sense of smell i would have thought this would have been like just a normal like vanilla <laughs> vanilla cookie a lightly a lightly uh a lightly spiced cookie wow no, I'm I'm not getting a no, whole lot of. One. Just take that one. I mean, taste wise, it's okay. Yeah, taste wise, it's okay. It's just the smell is of it, it is. In... Is it cinnamon? Cin cinnamon? Cinnamon? It does have a bit of cinnamon to it. Okay. But that, I think, I think the thing that's carrying the whole carrot cake vibe is that cream cheese frosting, mm. and the smell. Oh, definitely the smell. Yeah, is. It's okay. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd rather have a normal Oreo. Yeah. Tiramisu is better. Double stuffed. <laughs> double stuffed Oreo. Yeah, those are good. Can't yeah. go wrong with with normal Oreos. Uh, and well, while I will, eat, I need a glass of milk to go with these. Honestly. Yeah, I'm starting to glick out again. Yeah, <laughs> that. Instead of glitching, it's glicking. It's glicking. the real life version of yep. glitching. Yeah, oh uh, gosh. Yeah, glitches the foodies. I need a glass of milk to go. These These are dry. I, I think it's the I think it's the texture of the cookie that's making it seem even more dry than normal. And Oh so uh, gosh. They they are that that filling is very strong. Um I'm not tasting much oh. carrot cake to it. Um Be careful, it does get stuck to your teeth. Mm, yeah, I'm I'm noticing that. Oh gosh. Yeah, oh gosh, the the I'm closing that. That is such an intense smell, and I've got to eat this last cookie because I've got it out in my hand. So while I will eat it, um, this bag is that might go into an ice cream. Might go into an ice cream. Yeah. That might actually make it better. Yeah, because yeah. it'll 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 cut down on the um on the sweetness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to have a glass of milk to eat these, and and this, I think this bag. Yeah. So I think. Sorry. So I I gave Jeff a cup, uh, four of these. He says that he likes it. So I think he's <laughs> the one that's gonna finish this. At least oh. the ones that oh, yeah. we bought. Oh yeah. Oh. I'll God. probably be the one eating these. So um. <laughs> Well, see, you do like it. What? Do you like it? I'm okay with it. You're okay with it. I would and not. I know that. I know that. It seems to me that Pam doesn't like them. I I would not choose to buy these again. I'll eat them, Please but I will don't not choose to buy them. Please my face. It's just an utter disgust. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. So on a. On a. On the D twenty. How would we rate this? Um, I think it's around a 10. I'll eat it. I can't, I can't eat it. I can't eat it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've tasted, I've tasted worse. It's not the whole. So oh, you're going down to like a one? No. Uh, <laughs> I think. Is this your first single? Is this your first like low single digits? Yes. Yes. It's like a two. A two? two three. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you disliked it that much, huh? You disliked it that much. I want this to burn in hell. <laughs> okay, there it is. Okay, Deadwood, what about you? I'd say it's an eight. Yeah. It's uh, an eight for me. I um, I like, mean, like one I who said, likes sweets, in a sense, this was too sweet for me. Yeah, that that oh, was like, intense. Yeah. I, like, I, I have a sweet sweet mouth too but oh dear lord yeah. that wasn't sweet it's it's very that wasn't that sweet was abomination oh no she says that's too sweet oh it's too sweet okay i was just like what are you did you eat the same thing we <laughs> ate <laughs> no that that was not, that was just an abomination yeah. of oh. yeah i i sweet but it wasn't sweet sweet like it wasn't happy sweet it was more of like a if i wanted to suffer i would eat that 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I can only give it a ten. Like I, I would not choose it, but I will eat it, and I'll have to be the one to eat it, and I will need a glass of milk to choke him down. I unfortunately I don't have milk. I have water, and it's not saving me. Yeah, I really wishing I had something to drink in here, and I do not. <laughs> Edwin, well, I try to. You want me to pause? No, just. You've got yes. a challenge for us. Oh, okay. You, you talk about that while I try to get the cookie crumbs out of my teeth. All right, so for the next episode, <laughs> I have come up with another challenge. So this is similar to what we were doing last time with the canned cooking challenge. Or everything which in was a... actually, Which was actually not pretty fun, in my opinion. Yeah, so the next, the next challenge that I have up for bids here is the... Um, the meat dish but can't make it with meat has to be vegetarian or vegan um and no soy challenge the vegetarian <laughs> soy free challenge the vegetarian soy free challenge so basically what this is you can create a main dish you have to create a main dish that that was originally meant for mostly meat right where the meat mm -hmm. is the star where the meat is the star so we're talking about things like like steak and potatoes right right we're thinking about um something like meatloaf meatloaf yeah that's a good one meatloaf or you know like bratwurst sausage or some sort you know that sort of I, thing i don't think that one's happening <laughs> no. but you know you get what i'm saying so it's like you have to you have to create a dish that is where originally the meat was a challenge but you cannot use meat and you cannot, cannot use, use toy food to tofu you can't soy use products. any soy products the reason why i say you can't use any soy products because this was way too easy oh yeah. let's just go grab like a soy-based thing, and uh, because it's very, it resembles what about very soy much sauce? like meat. What's that? Soy sauce is I not. I will. I will allow soy sauce. Okay, because so because it's, it's not, it's not like protein thing. Yeah. Okay. Soy sauce is mostly salt, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 So right. you have two weeks to come up with whatever you you know whatever you make. We'll present them here on the show. We'll discuss them here we'll on the show. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss them here on the show, what we did, and how it tastes. Now, here's the thing, right? You cannot, if you're going to make the dish, you cannot rate your own dish. Why not? Because it's, there's a, I mean, you can, but you it, it's, it's not going to come. It's biased. So you have to have someone else, um eat it so for you pam jeff is so type jeff. jeff yeah okay. get jeff to eat it and rate it i'll get angela rate it and angela will rate mine okay and you have to be honest about it and whoever and here's the thing when they rate it you have to write it on a piece of paper right and we can't read it until recording and you cannot see it until recording whoever gets the highest score right wins this challenge they'll win well, an imaginary prize you win an imaginary prize i was prize. about to say win something win what whatever win this you invisible win. cookie 
air from my lungs. <laughs> it's just a fun thing. I mean, I don't want the air from your lungs, Pam. It's just a fun thing. You stay out of my melee range. I get enough of my own breast from wearing my cloth mask. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So that's so the challenge. There it is. All right. So, um, I guess it's story time then, huh? Okay. Now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures. Uh, this this is one of my favorite moments of the weekend. We were playing our usual game. We had uh, Helja and Aurora and Willow and Erdon and Muggsy. They had just left a underwater village of fish people. I'm not going to try to pronounce it here because I'm going to pronounce it wrong. But they had just left the underwater village and and uh, they discovered that the beach, which should have been abandoned, was not. There were two figures there searching for something. As they tried to get closer... They managed to alert one of the figures, and, and they went into battle. The battle was going smoothly until these metal beasts appeared out of the sand unexpectedly. And they fought, but then they found that their attacks were not doing as much damage as they should have done. The one who summoned them fled, never to be seen again. But these metal beasts still attacked, mindlessly, aimlessly, just attacking. Helja, with no magical options to her, discovered that her weapon was nearly useless, but there was one thing she could do. She could help the magic users. She could help them, she could distract these metal beasts and make it easier for the magic users to get a good hit. And so heroically, she turned her backside at the metal beast and began to dance. She began to sing and dance, twerking and taunting these metal beasts, thus providing the opening that the magic users needed to end the battle successfully and collect whatever they could find to sell. <laughs> it's a short story, but it was it was my favorite moment of of the games of the weekend. Okay. People should know Helja is my character. I really do not like it when the He dropped his phone. Don't worry about it. Sorry. I really didn't like it. I really don't like it when my character, who is supposed to be tank, cannot hit. That's the existence of a paladin, is to hit and be hit. <laughs> when you take away that thing, that hit, that the paladin cannot do anymore. We have but to... you saved the squishies. 
desperate times call for desperate measures, okay? And by the way, it's very hard to twerk in plate armor. That, that was the best mental image. Because Helja is a dwarf paladin wearing plate armor. So here, <laughs> so here we've got this short, stout person twerking in noisy armor and singing. I can only imagine singing badly as dwarfs do. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure one of one of the casters was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm <laughs> like. Don't look at me. This this show was not meant for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that that was that was my favorite moment of that session. It, it really was. Well, when the DM, aka you, was like, "Well, what could the paladin do?" and I was like, "Well, there really isn't a taunt spell, but." <laughs> It was it was an amazing show. I I think I think you only had after that you only had to. I think that was the only round where you actually needed to do that, and then the magic users managed to finish taking them out. Yeah, well, it got the job done. It got the job done, and I loved it. I'm, I'm this is hoping... the reason why I play D and D, people. <laughs> oh yes. So I I hope to report further because Hell just got some drama coming up in in <laughs> that next session. So we'll see where that goes. <laughs> All right. So last thing up, Edwin. You had one last thing you wanted to talk about before we finish this up. Okay, so, as I sort of alluded to at the beginning of this episode, was my frustration with with game studios, namely the publishers, delaying and delaying and delaying games. I only say this because how long have we been waiting for this Final Fantasy remake? I remember. <laughs> no, I remember that they started teasing this thing, what, like eight oh. years ago? With that, like, battle in the middle of the, um, I don't know what that was. But they've, they started, like. They've been teasing it longer than that. Even longer than that. There, there were rumors started long before that well, teaser. Official, official back, things that were Edwin, coming out. Back, they were teasing <laughs> the idea of a remake before they even reven, <sighs> before they even released that Advent Children uh, movie. Oh my gosh! Like seriously, like it just comes out, and they do this with every like seems like every single game, like every single AAA game. Like Last of Us Two, how many times has that been like delayed? Like delayed. I remember like Final Fantasy Thirteen when that was supposed to come out. It didn't come up for like another like two years when it already came out in Japan. You know, 
And it came out, Final what? Fantasy 13. And then... Uh, I'm not I have a list. Of a... I have a list not... of games here that, that has been delayed. <laughs> I'm not much of a gamer, but as soon as you said this is the longest wait ever, Final Fantasy was the first thing that came up to my mind. You don't need to be a gamer. You don't need to play the game. You just... That's just a, a fact that like Final Fantasy fans have suffered enough. I just talk about this because I remember reading that I, I pulled out this thing from Wired magazine, and they were talking about this, like why are games getting delayed, right? And you've got people in the industry saying, "Oh, delays are a good thing because it gets the it makes the games better." Don't I was like. Do not... Do not feed me that garbage. Do not feed me that garbage, okay? <laughs> you announced this thing on or an E3 at your PlayStation 4 event, you know, like five years ago, and you just keep delaying it. Don't give me that. Like, don't... Don't... Just be... You know, don't no. be announcing it way so early if you're just going to delay and delay it. Here's... <laughs> just, like, seriously. Here's here's my thought. A small delay is fine. That means they're working out bugs, they found something that needs fixing, and they want to release a good game to you. Announcing it and delaying it several years means they announced it prematurely. They They were not nearly ready to announce it, but they announced it anyway. Yeah. Like Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. That got delayed, right? Yeah, and now it's like the fastest, yeah, the fastest grossing game of the present time, at least. It's it's just one of those things where I remember reading. I mean, I remember seeing The Last of Us Two um, teaser. What was that like four years ago or three three years ago? At an E3 conference. Yeah, you. you I remember. I was, that was the one that you were live streaming the conference. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, it's Last of Us 2, right? And I waited. And I, and I waited. It's like, when is this thing going to come out? Right? And then one of my friends told me, oh, it's going to come out in 2020, right? No, it was coming out in 2019. And then it got delayed till February. And then now it got delayed again. So what's the current delay? June? June. They don't have much time to finish that up then. I'm just like, can you imagine if movies were like this? I thought they were. Delay? Delay? No, like even before the pandemic. Well, yeah, I know that. But there are... there, There have been delays in production for movies. But I don't think it's as hyped as games. Well, no, I mean like, let's say... It's like this. Let's say that you saw the trailer in a movie, right? Ooh, ah. And then it says, coming fall of, you know, 2020 or whatever. Fall 2019. Or whatever, right? Yeah. And then you know, it got delayed for two years. (laughs) I mean. Yeah, most most movies, you know, the delays are maybe a month or two. So, like, they they announce, like, spring of da-da-da-da. And, you know. They've got a few months, and then it's like, oh, very end of May. It's still technically spring, right? Ha, 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 Unless, unless there are, are, like, a ton of issues that they have no choice but to delay it. Like, I remember the New Mutants. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that. No. But there, 
Yeah, well, it's supposed to be a horror, a horror Marvel movie, but there was so many issues that they just kept on pushing back and pushing back. And now I don't, I have no clue when that one is coming out. It's, it's like it's like to the point where I was more like, okay, you guys yeah. keep on pushing it. It's more like a whole, you know what? I'm done. Yeah, yeah like so, I'm kind of. So I'm, movies like if if movies get delayed, they lose the hype energy. Right. Right. Whereas video games, they delay it, and the and the hype energy continues because it's it's they're targeting obsessive nerds, really. But I, I mean, but and I think it's I think it's 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 participation too. Yeah, like at least for a movie, it's just like a whole hmm, that's nice, and then I just move on. For a game, you invest so much time and energy and money into this thing. Of course, you want to experience it more. I mean, remember. And- like Kingdom Hearts, right? Mm-hmm. How old is Kingdom Hearts? We've played first Kingdom Hearts on. Yes. Right. Play- yeah. Was it PlayStation Two? Um. Or was that was that back in one? No, that was on two. That was on two. Yeah. The first Kingdom Hearts is on two. Mm-hmm. How old is the Kingdom Kingdom Hearts franchise? It's infinite. I don't know. <laughs> I I honestly can't remember. I really, right? yeah. It's, but, it's what? Been, I no. mean, if that was like 19... Let's say it's 1997, right? I mean... No, it wouldn't have been 1997. Oh, heck no. But it's probably closer to like... Older than two, that. No, 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 no. It would, it would probably be around 2003, 2004. Hang on. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> you keep talking. So, okay. So... <laughs> So it just seems like Final Fantasy has been like a repeat offender when it comes it to is. these long wait times. I, yeah. Why? I, Do you know why? I don't know why. Like I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm the the, so, the the thing that this, the thing that just reminds me of this is just because, because, like, I remember having a conversation with a friend of mine about Death Stranding, right? That thing was teased to heckin' back, back in what, 2014, 2015? And it just came out in 2019, right? I would imagine that it's almost like this. Like, if you're going to make a game, you know, make sure you're making the game and it's and then it's, it's, like, it's almost done. Then tease it out saying that, hey, we're going to release this at the end of the year, right? Because at that point, you already have a game to release, or some somewhat of like a finished product. Mm-hmm. Then release it. It's almost like, like we haven't put the code in yet. We've only gotten like this thing that's like on rails, and we're gonna tease it. Right. And then they start making the game, and then it gets delayed, and then it gets you know pushed, and then they keep teasing in every other E three or playstation or you know or gen con conference and you know and it keeps getting late it's almost like i found it what's that uh kingdom hearts got released in 2002 2002 okay Okay, so it's only so basically it's an adult now it's (laughs) legal it's a legal adult now and how many games have there been oh wait no no it's it was Released in December 2002. It's not a legal adult yet. 
Okay. And total oh, technicalities. <laughs> technicalities, it still counts. But there there have actually been several of them released. Um but across but they're like they're a, like point... across different platforms. But they're like point you know, point tenth of a Yeah, there there's stories be- there there are stories between the major versions of the game. The, so there the the between stories I think were mostly like released um for other game systems like um you're talking about Kingdom Hearts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cuz I know yeah, Jeff knows everything about Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah, there was like Chain of Memories was initially released for one of the Game Boy systems. I think it, I think it was Game Boy Advance or something like that. I'm <laughs> we'll, we'll just Lie to Jeff. Lie to me about what Jeff says if he listens to this. <laughs> Lie to me and tell me that he says I was right. <laughs> but it, but Chain of Memories was not on a PlayStation system. Um, I think like 2.5 was not... I Or not 2.5. There was another in-between game between... Between 2 and 3. There, there were a couple of games between 2 and 3. But there were other ones that were released, like, for Game Boy, um, and, like, oh, what's the one now? The, the DS, all of those, it was, it was released for other things, so the main games, the main steps in the story were all on PlayStation, and anything else was just kind of little extra stories that got added on. But in terms of the main storyline, right? The main storyline is almost an adult. <laughs> the main storyline is almost an adult, right? <laughs> That's what I, I mean. I don't know. Like To me, it's just like... I guess my frustration is, is that if you're going to tease something, right? Don't make us wait three or four years to get the actual product. I got, I got, <laughs> I got two questions. So, with the virus thing, do you think that long waits are going to be more common? Oh, I'm sure. I I actually don't think so. Like I think I think yeah, we're we're going to see some delay in in some of the productions, like particularly the ones that are closer to completion. But I don't think the delays are going to last very long. I think I I think the creators who were able to to do their like early work at home cuz i'm sure there's some things like the wireframing the the storyboarding for the cutscenes that could have all been done like remotely so any right. of the work that could be done remotely was getting done remotely on the things that are still in the early stages of production so while there while i think we will see some delays from from all of this i don't think the delays will last very long yeah, well, and the the games that are in play testing right now, you better believe those are still being play tested. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, here's a. I mean, I'm just gonna read this part out. This is on a Wired dot com uh, um, article back in January, and it's and it says here that you know, and I quote: "At the same time, games game delays can extend crunch, a term that describes game developers working grueling overtime to hit a release date." 
that just makes me that makes me even more believe that that they tease these games way before they start even like putting in the first code or putting the first maybe you know like they just create a rail like they create a uh, an animation rail that's on the game that's what they show at E3 or Gen Con and what have you but it's almost like I don't know where that like development model came from because it just doesn't make any sense to me. It Wouldn't could you be... like create the game, then tease it, then release it? Instead or it of, could like... be or it could be just a flawed model or a flawed outline of, you know, of schedules of okay, so by this date this is gonna happen and then the next date this is gonna happen without any room for error. I'm pretty sure they're gonna run into a lot of errors too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I get the whole. I do get the whole like, you know, nobody wants to, to like release like another, you know, Atari ET game. Right. You know, nobody's gonna want to release that thing again, right? And that took that took very very little time to develop, but that was I because wonder, of a release of a movie. I, I wonder if if we delve into like the release rate of each final fantasy like like as the games grew newer were the wait times longer well they are getting more complicated to actually develop but right. still i mean the model that they're using in terms of development feels like it no longer works i'm just i'm just saying it makes games. me wonder how how was it like when Final Fantasy was still just a very just new game, and it was mm. just now picking up steam, building a fan base, and compared to it now, it's a huge fan base. Very oh yeah, loyal. it's big. Oh yeah, they know oh, exactly yeah. what the audience wants. Yeah, I swear they play it to that. Mm-hmm. You think so? I think so. Oh. Yeah, that's something to think about. No, that is something to think about. That, I mean, I, think, I can see I that. think part of it also is like, okay, we've got to tease it early so we can get the funding from investors. Because also... the, the more these nerds visit our website to see the game previews and all of that, to see the game information, the more advertising dollars we get, all that. And, yeah, but you get more frustrated it's, gamers. It's also a great way of targeting the newbies. Me. <laughs> be curious because of all the very fancy stuff and i do agree their their wardrobe fab but <laughs> it it's that too they just know their audience and they know that they're willing yeah. to wait i, guess, um, I mean that's they, they a, do know us nerds too yeah, well so, but still so, i mean it's to me i feel like it's just the most the more the more these games are getting bigger and bigger, and the more they just delay, delay, delay these games, you know, it's almost like either the the their model has to change, right? Because it, obviously it's no longer working for what they're doing, or they have to stop like teasing these games really prematurely to the point where it's. You know, it's almost like you so, can't count on it. It's like you can't count on their on what they're saying in these in these. So it brings me to my last question. In your opinion, uh, what would be the ideal wait time? The ideal wait time? Yeah. A year. From, from okay. Yeah, a year is 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 definitely you know would suffice. But 
we're getting games where it's like if they release it's like this if they're developing a game for the playstation for you know like a year ago right like and then you got the playstation 5 coming out in the year it's like they need to hurry and finish otherwise they're having to recode it entirely they're gonna have to recode it again for the playstation 5 and then then it's gonna get more delayed <laughs> you know what i mean it's right. like it's like it's I mean, do you remember the days when, when maybe, I, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how many people like lived in, you know, early 90s and late 80s, but when you got like a Nintendo Entertainment System or a Super Nintendo Entertainment System, do you remember how many games came out with it when it got released? I know there, there were quite a few available for Super Nintendo like right away. Right yeah. away, there right. was a ton. I don't know that there were a ton for for the original NES system. I don't know. I remember. I mean, I remember looking at an original box of a of a of an NES system. Mm-hmm. Remember how they listed like all the available games, like mm-hmm. you know, I th- and <laughs> I was just like, wow, that like takes up half the box. And so I mean, now it's just like it's yeah, all you know. It's almost like everything is getting delayed, like yeah, in, the, in a back, major way. But back to Pam's question, like, yeah, I think. One year, for me, one year would be ideal, but I, I'd be okay with a two-year release plan. Like, if, if they tease it two years before, that would build up a lot of hype. And, you know, considering considering people who are passionate about it like to talk, you know, it, it the hype would build. I think, I think if it was two years, that would give them plenty of time to get it play-tested and find the bugs and and build the hype without having too much delay. They'd, they'd have a nice cushion there so they could release it on time whereas if they're if they're if they're teasing it at the very beginning you know it's it's not nearly ready for showing they just have this one thing they can show and i think like a year yeah that would be fabulous but i don't think they'd be able to build the hype as big as they would want for the first sale like the the release sale of it i think two years i think would would be a nice kind of compromise between hey we've got this exciting thing that's going out and we need to build up the hype but we don't want to hype it too long or else the fans will will start to get annoyed with us i I think a two-year a two-year teaser i think i think that would be acceptable i would say i would say that two years is too long because yeah, I get the hype thing, you know, the hype train and all that, but it's like, I mean, I guess if they said that it's gonna get released, if I see the first trailer or the first like exposition of it, you know, then, you know, two years before and it's gonna release in two years, you know, then it's then I say okay, fine, it takes two years for it. That's fine. And then, but then, and then the next year you see, hey, this product is nearly fit, finished. We're in the final test, so you're like, oh wow. I, I think they should even start teasing it until they're actually in alpha stage. Alpha testing. Yeah. That's Fair my enough. opinion because it's like, it's like you have to have this thing like already coded, and you have to have this thing already, you know, pretty much done. And you semi-playable. Guys are just tweaking. Yeah, semi-playable. You know, it was like like Days Gone, right? Mm-hmm. When Days Gone was 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 touted, 
right? There was already a guy up there like playing it, mm-hmm. right? That one little scene, they already started playing it, but it's like that's all they had, and it took them like two and a half years to release. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> okay. So basically, you said to the to the developers, you said to the developers, we're just gonna develop this section here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, okay, whatever. So well, hopefully. Hopefully they'll start learning their timelines Perhaps. better, and and, start... and I hope that Blade Last of Us isn't going to get delayed again. Uh, they've got they they've got a month. But anyway, we should we should probably wrap this off. We've been geeking out about <laughs> video games yes. a long time. Anyway, yes. this is what happens when I play a lot of video games in a very short period of time. <laughs> yeah. So. Anyway, well, um. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. There's... What? <laughs> sorry. What did you do? I'm sorry. I don't know if... Okay, I'm playing with a new toy here. <laughs> he's... And I'm still sort of learning it, so... Okay. He's very excited. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's try that again. What are you waiting for? Hold on, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. Okay. What? Oh! <laughs> there we are. Okay, anyway, thanks again, everybody, for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. I uh, hope you had a good time. Uh, my name is Angela. You can find me on Twitter at Pleasant Doom. And my name is Pam. You can also find me at Twitter at PandaCatDragon1. You can also find me on Instagram at PandaCatDragon. And you can find me at TCDZ1 on the Twitter sphere. And you can also find me on Facebook, on the Legend Creator site. Uh, and um, you can also find us if you want to contact us, if you want to argue with us, if you think I'm wrong, if you think Angela's wrong, if you think Pam is wrong, or if we're right, tell us. We like to be right. DungeonDiners at gmail.com. DungeonDiners at gmail.com. A quick last quick thing. Um, happy birthday to our number one fan, the knight who says knee. It's a little, oh, yeah, little delayed, but happy birthday. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks again for listening. This is Dungeons, Dinings, and Dorks. Uh, thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.